Do you feel bonita, Jaren? I do feel bonita, Heather. <laughs> I forgot what this, the the part after that is that I'm supposed to do. Well, good, because you, you look bonita. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's it. <laughs> Dozer, can you get up for Heather, please? Thank you. Grazie. Oh, yes, I guess with Dozer's name. You imagine that uh, she, he, sorry, he speaks Italian. She does speak Italian. <laughs> and also, the other people that don't speak Italian in this house is Jaren, and his pronouns are he, him. <laughs> and I'm Heather, and my pronouns are she, her. And we are your host of Typically Divergent Podcast. And, Yay! And we are feeling so bonita today, you guys. <laughs> We had a jether day today. We spent an entire day yes, together. a jether day. <clears throat> Heather came in and got her hair done. And then we went and got some lunch at Loving Cafe, uh, which is a vegan restaurant here in Fort Wayne. And then yes. we went to the mall and went and checked out Mystic Crow. And we also picked up some items at Barnes Noble today. Yay. Yeah. It was perfect for the weather, too. Like Barnes and Noble on a crazy weather kind of day yeah people are going to be listening in the future but today is a stormy stormy friday so yes and not stormy as in that kendall girl kendall's daughter stormy we're talking <laughs> we're talking real rain gray clouds so heather made her first debut on tiktok today i did i did i was i was nervous that's why that's why we started <laughs> out with the are you bonita because i am obsessed over it right now it is becoming a new vocal stem for me and um the so not to brag but you know nicholas said ride that wave and i was like we've hit it was we are recording now at six o'clock and i posted that probably about five and a half hours ago we've already hit a thousand views and i know that's not like large for larger podcasts or other <laughs> creators but that's pretty fucking big for us so yeah that was fun yeah so go check it out heather is a natural <laughs> <laughs> i don't know about that it's hard for me to you know it's hard for me to accept that kind of compliment but thank you the imposter I'm, is yes, kicking in i'm not i'm not used to the the social media other than like the few photos that i put on facebook like i'm not even super active on instagram yeah i posted like three photos after my divorce <laughs> She like said, years ago, knew me. <laughs> knew me. Who's she? <laughs> Your ex-wife? Don't know her. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Um, and then it just kind of, I, well, it was that and then like, it was a couple years later and I was just having fun with like doing photography again because yeah. I hadn't done it for years. And so I did like a couple photos and like did like some photo editing of like some flowers and stuff and, you know, classic, classic I don't know, stereotypical shit. Like white woman's Instagram. Yes. White woman Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> that's the only line of that. Yeah. So I've got like three photos on Instagram and that's it. That's so I'm okay. Not, I, I'm not, I love watching TikTok. I think I have, I have followed like probably like, I would not be surprised because I joined it in 2020. I probably have like, t I have followed like probably like almost 10,000 people, like I looked, like I, thousands upon thousands. I looked over your shoulder. You are following over 9,000 people. Yeah. Very close to 10,000. Yeah. yeah. It is. I was like, who? And this yeah. girl hasn't posted a single video. I'm like, and you're one of those lurkers on TikTok. Oh, I'm such a lurker. <laughs> I am such a fucking lurker. I... And I also like to like people's content. Like, well, so part of it is that like if I think even if like you're not the most amazing, let's say like, I don't know, because I follow a lot of painting, right? And watercolor painting because of what I've been doing. And I've always been interested in art, even 
before I got back into doing this stuff. Yeah. And like, so let's say it's like really cool to me. And I think like what they're doing is awesome, but it maybe it's not like the top of the top, but I can tell that like they've been like doing cool stuff. I'm like, well, I'm going to like this and I'm going to follow them. And these, a lot of these people also have small businesses. And so like, I'll give them a like and a follow. Like, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't care. And then it's kind of fun because once you follow so many things, if you want to see the same content, like you can go to like, you know, you, you swipe over and you can see like content that's only from people that you follow. And let's say you want to follow like a very niche topic, then it is important to probably not follow too many people. But like, if it's stuff I like, you know, if it's the political stuff that like I'm trying to follow and be up on and I want some of that. Okay, here, this person's good. This person's actually giving me good information and also like how to do something about it. And right, because then, then it's worth your time following and, get, and being a yeah, part of it. Yeah, yeah, and sharing in information. Or maybe it's like healthcare related. Or maybe it's just like funny as fuck shit. And I want to follow that person because they have a lot of really funny content. So, yeah. Our podcast is basically the is basically your fo- your follower account. Like what yes. you're doing. Yes. What, what the things that you follow is the 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 uh, broad charcuterie board of things that we yes. bring to the table is the charcuterie is the same thing as what you're following on yeah on, i feel like also that. if you want especially if someone like is listening and they're like oh, what's jaren like in the day-to-day and his like fun quirky goofy self like seeing jaren be goofy if you want that check out the tiktok account from our podcast because jaren definitely makes that what it is and he's super Super goofy and, and <laughs> he's, blushing he's much, right now. He's very much a goofball, and oh it's, hell it, yeah, it works great. <laughs> I'm a certified goofball seven days the, a week. The baby TikToker has quickly uh qu- quickly assimilated into the TikTok culture. It's, it's, it's cur- currently being a part of the assimilation of the TikTok, which uh, the this is so funny. Sim, not the simulation. <laughs> this is so funny. Okay, because we hit on so many things that I want to talk about. Okay, yes. so okay, so go for one TikTok. Okay, so I have accidentally come upon Prison Talk. Oh, what's that? <laughs> I don't know that I know Prison well, Talk. Nicholas, Nicholas. So I, for one, I told people about. It, I was like, "Hey, I, I found Prison Talk," and they're like, "Yeah, that's a real thing." So what? it's it's people that are in prison that are on TikTok. Which isn't that supposed to be a contraband? What? So I talked. I told Nicholas about it, and he goes, "But are they real prisoners? Or are they pretending they be prisoners?" And I'm like, "I don't fucking know." But like, I don't this role play, whatever it is. Yeah, <laughs> it seems very real. Interesting. Like these people are on live, and they're like talking to people, and it's like, is this how I know? that they have maybe like, it's more jail than prison and it's like not as well like regulated I, I don't i don't know i mean people find stuff you know like right and contraband still finds a way in but then they, right. I, th- I think they even still have access to um like computers and stuff or right? it's like rich people prison where like it's oh. a, i hope it's not it, i'm sure honestly those people have way more other things going on so yeah. i'm sure it's not but <laughs> hey martha stewart if you're listening let us know were you the lady that they portrayed in orange is the new black because i really feel like that was her <laughs> um okay so there's prison talk and then okay so oh wait I... one one question about the prison talk yeah. have you seen the stuff where it's like the prison food talk and stuff no so that was something that was trending it, it probably not because it was tr- it was an early like 2020 like not startup tiktok but like soon after it startup when i got popular in the u.s and there was like this whole trending thing about like because people were right doing like crazy random shit in their homes because they were like, let me find something to do. OK, let me learn how to make bread. Right. So there was literally a trend for prison food. Mm-hmm. And it was like, how do you make 
like this. And so you would use like Funyuns or whatever and then like add in this ingredient and that to make it. Yeah. I've seen that on Facebook, but I've seen it's been more like, hey, I used to be in prison and like this is how we start makeup. Yes. And I saw the makeup. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like they like. The girl with the dreads. Yes. I've seen. Yeah. You're the same girl that I'm thinking of. Yeah. 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 I love her videos. And then also there's like one where they like find a way like they get a hold of a lighter and they like melt down even like a crayon yes like and stuff like that to use like so sorry i said dreads they're actually called locks my apologies did not mean to say that but But yes yes (laughs) yes i was like oh shit hold on um (laughs) it's all good (laughs) and then so um a wonderful thing that like as um a man that has not um been like extremely has never really again we talked about on our very first episode like Mm -hmm. the health the healthiest i ever looked it took me extremely unhealthy measures to get to that point gotcha so Mm -hmm. as a gay man who is not um physically the american beauty standard Mm -hmm. um i am loving all of the uh, body positivity and i think that like the the because of that song, I need a big boy. I need a big boy. Oh yeah! Okay. Oh my gosh! Right. So it's like, hey guys, I'm really happy it's that it's season. All the girls need it. Need a big boy. I need a big boy. I need a big boy. Oh my gosh! Boy. You're tur- you're you're moving me into Pedro talk. Pedro right. Pascal. Right. Oh. So here's the thing, Daddy. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. The attractiveness towards bigger men has never not been a thing it's just Mm -hmm. becoming a mainstream thing so as a as a man who's not like fat but is a little bigger than like a stick like uh, okay like i'm thanks for finally accepting me but did it really take Mm -hmm. a song you know or tiktok for this potty positivity to show up but yeah and you're talking about like the tiktok trending with that right yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so and then also here's another thing um men that are bigger the terms like like larger chests where it's not like muscly but it's like kind of soft you know what i'm talking yeah, about yeah so i'm i'm good with you know like it's a chest but like don't like some guys would go as far as calling them like boobs and i'm like eh, no but not for me not not yeah, for me i don't yeah. that i that, don't personally care my... what people want to call them you right. know like well, whatever as a as a as a man who has struggled with self-image because of those attributes yeah i understand i don't want you to call mine that correct yeah so then they're they've gone as far as calling them mommy milkers Mm, and it's like mm -hmm. wow gays like we have really peaked with our mommy and daddy issues if we're calling our chests mommy milkers I I had to quickly scroll away and like fuck up the algorithm. I was like, I don't want to see you guys talking to yourselves about that. Yeah. You're cute, but I don't want to see that anymore. That's not what I'm here for. You could also argue that that's moving into like a kink type, right? Right. Like that's a kink realm. And so like, I think, okay, I can't speak. So I can't say that I think that this is this way, but I, I have to imagine that that is a kind of like a subculture, right? Like in a, like a, a sub, a like a, a fetish of a, yeah. of a kink type. And so if anything, I would say the majority is probably not in that realm. So again, it's just important to have consent and to talk with partners or potential partners and people about like, 
how you want things to be called, right? Like if you're approaching where someone right. would say something right. about that to you. Well, right? these guys are calling themselves. Yeah. Like they're, they're like, oh, look at my mommy milkers. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, okay. That's that's enough. Yeah. We've, we've reached peak mommy issues if we're doing that. But hey, you know, again, like I said, you look cute. I got to scroll yeah. away. No more. Yeah. So, but still, Pedro is daddy. <laughs> oh, I love that part of TikTok. I can't help it. He's just such, he seems like such a kind person. And I, th- it's like, I, okay, from a positive standpoint for women, oh, or, or gay men, wh- who, people who like other men, basically, right? Like yep. any person who likes another man, just the, the culture of, an attractive man, particularly in Hollywood, not being like, I don't know, this super sculpted douchebag. Yeah. And like, I I get that there that is still okay. There's nothing wrong with that, right? Like, if that's what you're into, that's what you're into. But I like the movement towards people who look like normal, normal like everyday humans, right? But yeah. like... The reason why some of those people like him, his friend Oscar, I can't think of his last name, um, people like, um, oh goodness, what's what's that dude that they actually call like Zaddy because he's like older from like Jurassic Park. Um, oh, God, I hate that name. I know, word. but what's, I can't think of his name. Gen, Gen Z's version know, of Daddy. I well, no, Zaddy. I, well, it's kind of different from Daddy though. Like, um, but the Z coming yeah. in in place of the Makes D. Makes you think. <laughs> <laughs> no, it start it um, Gen Z. I'm not shit on you guys. I'm just saying. What is I'm his making, name? Okay, I have to think of it. I'm just saying. I noticed when Gen Zs grew into the age of legal consent, then they started throwing around that word, and I'm like, all right, guys. Ah, Jeff Goldblum. Okay. Yes. So like yes. people like him, Pedro, his like um his friend Oscar that's been in the star Wars movies. Like I'm trying to think of more. Those are just the ones that have been on my mind lately. Like, and then like even, okay. So like another good example would be, um, uh, what's his name from why, when I'm on the spot and trying to explain these things, I can't actually think of the names and I'm usually better than this. It's the trauma. It's the ADHD for me. It's Um, the the ADHD for me. Here's a, to me, here's a good example of like a person who can actually go between both aesthetics that I'm talking about too. Mm. Like for example, Henry Cavill, I don't, I'm not attracted to his chiseled Superman side. Mm -hmm. It's the long hair, witcher, like Mm -hmm. gritty, like that kind of side of him. But like what brings him more towards that side too, like that daddy side, I was going to say is like, I really appreciate that. Also, these people tend to have personalities Mm -hmm. that like they've been noticed in the media for like respectful behaviors around women like the women that they act with, which yes. is really nice to see, right? It, it sh- we shouldn't have to set the bar so low that that's, that's a, a thing. But really, like, that's it's really good, and it shows from, like, a societal standpoint, in my opinion, that, like, women are moving, like, women themselves also know their worth more. Yeah. So, like, what is attractive to them is a man who respects them. Like, oh, I love to see it. And so let's have more daddies that are respectful of women and feminists themselves and not afraid to show their feminine side. I love it. Damn right. Speaking of showing feminine side, do you remember about a couple weeks ago when I had pulled a card for – it, it, it was talking about getting more in tune with my feminine side. Yes. That's yes. why I've been getting these claws <gasps> the painted. You guys, if you're uh, not following us on Instagram right now, if you're not already following us on Instagram, go check them out. I, I, I am in my, uh, 
I'm gonna say it. Love I am a longtime Swifty fan. I am in my Lover era, Love and I went and got her um, Lover album, like the palette from the colors that they used, mm. and took them to the nail salon. They're so pretty, and I was like, I want these. And colors. they look exactly like the album colors, like the the colors. Oh. I had a lot of people that were like, oh, are those for Easter oh. or are those for spring? And I'm like, well, I'm feeling very like the need for spring colors. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I do. You, are you? I, I sat down and I looked at the girl. I said, are you a Taylor Swift fan? And she goes, um, kind of. And I said, OK, well, we're doing these colors because uh, my, I, my husband, my future husband and I are huge Swifties. Mm-hmm. And I just I want these colors. So maybe in a maybe next time when I go back, we'll do um I don't know. I Wherever mean, you're going for your nails, it's nice too. Thank you. I don't know the name of the salon, but I know it's in Jefferson Point. If you ever want to come get mm. your nails done with me, maybe I'll go with you once I'm not biting them. Sorry, guys. I'm. It's like we're like opposites. His nails are absolutely beautiful, like well done, and mine are like, oh, they are. They're not doing good. The anxiety, the anxiety, and the the boredom going at my uh, my nail biting issue so if i'll let them heal a little bit and that will go <laughs> well the, if you just get that that paronychia and that cuticle around there to heal yeah. then we can go in and we can still get you gel and then you can't bite into that yeah for like a couple weeks <laughs> i mean that's i mean i that's try a, believe me i try weeks. it works it, yeah. i will say when i am uh, if i if i was doing it all the time which is way too expensive for me to maintain right now but like if i was doing it all the time i probably wouldn't bite my nails like if i if i was one of those people that had the money to or like or just focused right part of my money every year of like going to the nail salon i would say probably at least every two weeks Every mm-hmm. two weeks to get them redone, mm-hmm. I probably would no longer bite my nails because like those are super well maintained. They're getting fresh polished that like literally cannot be bitten off. Like it, it's once also even like even if I get like uh, tips like like fake nails and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like A sure collect. that would potentially stop, but the minute that like they start coming off and every oh yeah yeah it's. It's a habit I've never been able to break. <laughs> yeah. Well, I definitely like don't want to get too much into this habit because I'm like trying to go like every three weeks. Yeah. And it's, that, it, it's expensive, it's right? It's expensive, right? Yeah. And when I went in for that second time and she started taking the polish off and she got out that bit and started cutting it, drilling into it, I was like, oh, like I'm not going to be able to just to soak this at home when I don't want to do I, this anymore. I will say ever since 2020, I do keep hearing about um, th- there's a little bit less gatekeeping in terms of getting a hold of salon products like i mean of course (laughs) you know you know from your job but like there's less gatekeeping towards nail salon related stuff and especially because a lot of nail um nail salon artists um started doing their own businesses at home and also like making really fancy nails and then they'd like sell the sets like there's like entire like stores dedicated to like well like dedicated for movies i'm thinking of the girl that does movies on nails Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But they'll like they'll make ex- like really, really fancy sets, yeah. and they're actually like press on, and like you can buy them and stuff because press ons became really popular again. Yeah, because um, they're so much really better nice than what they ones. were when we yeah, were kids. Yeah, they really are. Yeah, because those drag queens out out there be doing them. Which oh my god, we are hitting so many things. That we, I want to talk, yeah. uh, talk on today. ADHD is, is in high, oh high, God. high key right now. It's okay because <laughs> today's episode is supposed to be bringing you guys a lot of fun anyway. So it's okay. We're we, just having fun. We can, we can continue to have fun because I know exactly what we're going to talk about today and we can continue to talk about the things that awesome. we want to talk about because we're going to have enough time and there's not going to be very much that's going to have to be taken care of anyway. But anyway. anyway. 
Speaking um, of, okay, so t- finish telling me about the nails. Oh, yes. So, the- <laughs> oh my gosh, our Hi listeners everybody. are like, what the fuck is are going we, on? Are we at your speed? Again, I don't think this, this until this video, I... until this audio is on YouTube, I can't say comment below, but let us know. Leave us a review. I feel like my, I think of like the, we don't know all our listeners, right? Like if again, no. like we need more people to reach out to us to be like, who are you? What do you like? What else more do you want to hear from us? Again, I'll get back to the nail story. But speaking of this, it just makes me think that like some of our audience is like, I picture like a woman like vacuuming or doing chores and trying to get multiple things done and then multitasking in her head with our oh, podcast yeah. because they themselves have ADHD or just like, yeah, yeah, keep going, keep going. Like <laughs> when I tell people about our podcast, then like I don't listen to podcasts. And like we're the podcast that you listen to when you're do- when you're doing other things. Yeah. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. Like and I well I there and I take is... that as a compliment if you can listen to us and do that at the same time. Hell awesome. yeah. That's what I mean, hell that's what I do with podcasts. Yeah. Clean, clean the house. <laughs> um I I know for a fact that we do have at least one listener that does that. Her that's name, awesome. Her name is Jess. She tells me all the time. <laughs> I, I just put on my headphones and listen listen while I'm doing my dishes. And I'm like, that's right, girl, that's what you're supposed to do. Well, hi Jess. We're glad that you're enjoying the show. Yeah. And thank I you, you have, for listening. And it's Friday, so I know you're at work. I hope you're having a great day at work. <laughs> So back to the nails, though. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> the nails. So I was just going to say that I've seen like I even have like friends that do this where they you can like buy the dip powders even now, yeah. like for yourself. And there's also like cool little like it's almost like solid, like gel type polish, like they're in little pots and they almost look like lip gloss. And it's almost like having a pot of like paint. Like I thought this person was going to literally take a paintbrush and turn it into like a watercolor, right? Mm-hmm. No, they got like a very small, almost like a watercolor brush and then started painting their nails with it. And I was mm-hmm. like, what is this? So it's like a new kind of almost like solid gel mm-hmm. or something like that. So but it's not a dip? No, it's 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 like a little like pot of almost like paint, but it's not in liquid form. It's like semi-solid oh, form. Almost like, like almost like a lipstick or a lip gloss, right? That you you'd like dip a paintbrush in and then paint your nails with. So cute. Right? God, I I should have I should have not done hair and should have just stuck doing nails with my license because the way that it is now, like I I've thought about it, mm-hmm. like getting into nails and I'm like I don't have that kind of money to add that and I don't have the it space. It is investment right in product and everything yeah, too. Yeah, the investment it's, for nails is way more high. than it is for hair. Yeah. Which is interesting because of yeah. like all the different kinds that there is. You have you to have all the colors and the tools, and you can't get just regular polish. You have to get gel, and then you're gonna have clients that want acrylic, and then I gotta learn how to do yeah. acrylic. And I don't, again, I don't have the space or the ventilation for that right now. Yeah, but it would be like my ideal. Like I'm just here. To, I mean, we can talk and stuff. That's fine, but at least. Mo- I think it's kind of a more accepted to go into a nail salon and not talk a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's just because that's the experience that I've had. Oh, you can use that coaster right there. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's there for you, my dear. So that's mm-hmm. the experience that I've had is that there's not like the customers don't really talk a whole lot to the nail techs mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And that's like any nail salon I've ever been into. But um, I, w- I would love that because I'd be like, I don't. I'm just here to do your nails. I'm just here mm-hmm. to do my job, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. But okay, so drag queens, <laughs> they're have been a lot of states lately that have oh, been pushing yeah. some laws mm-hmm. um Tennessee. against a different branches of um prejudicism i guess ignorance ignorance so some of it's like some people want to try to are trying to roll back um 
gay marriages in some states. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Doing drag is becoming drag. outlawed in Correct. certain states. Tennessee being the first. And um, then Indiana passed the um, no say gay bill. Um, yeah, of course. And that's OK. Can we can we mention that that is why that is why like when I talk about some of the stuff like in Florida or Texas yeah. or like when I've mentioned stuff like that to my friends, that's why these the it's important and it's unfortunate that it's like we have to start paying attention to local and state politics. But here's the problem. Very conservative people, right winged extremists who are using hate to legislate figured out right figured out unfortunately before everyone caught on that. The key to things, if they couldn't win from the top down, was they need to win from the bottom, bottom up. up. And yep. so they're coming in at the most local levels, like we talked about before, like school mm-hmm. districts, and then state legislatures. It's, it's their to foundation get to get up higher. And if you separate federal from state enough, yeah. which is exactly what they try to do on a federal level, then they can go in within their state and do exactly what they want to do. Right. And like the stuff that happens in Florida or Texas where these things are done first, all it takes because the way that politics works is like in order to submit a bill, a lawyer usually like or a group of lawyers or an mm-hmm. organization even of lawyers, which often comes from part- political action committees right they draw up these bills and then they send them to all the different states so all that you have to do is okay well florida and texas were able to do this or florida was able to do that okay well indiana will draw up a similar thing or very pretty much the same submit it now the work was already done by the people that maybe like had to pave the way they mm-hmm. got it accepted. Now let's do it. Yep. And now it's going to, ha- it's happening in all these other States. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's really, um, it's really sad. So, um, if anybody, obviously besides like, um, petition.org, um, if there are any specific organizations that are online that you guys know of that, um, are helping fighting this, um, please let us know and we will do what we can. Um, I mean, we don't have a whole lot of money. This is a free podcast, and this is funded by like our own personal finances from our own jobs. Um, but <clears throat> I know that like I I'm not here to speak on behalf of Heather, but like I wouldn't mind if we were to be able to r- do some sort of reach out program to sure. be a part of something. If there is anything, please let us know. Um, I do know that downtown Fort Wayne. Um, if you are in the area. Next Saturday, there is going to be a march or a protest at the uh, the big courthouse mm, that mm-hmm. all of the protests are out. So, mm-hmm. well, and me. it's been about a year since we've been dealing with stuff with the post Roe v. Wade era as well. So, yeah. like from a from a uh, uh, women's rights aspect too. So, I think it's like it's all it all goes together, right? It all is coming mm-hmm. from the same people that you know hate on people that just aren't them right so yeah it's it's really really unfortunate and i feel like we're we're moving in some pretty scary directions with some stuff and it's it's really sad to see that even places that you could argue are a little bit more moderate a little like even though they might be more conservative conservative Mm -hmm. like indiana they tend to be a little bit more at least like mild, right? Than something just yeah. straight up like Texas or Florida and what is going on there or, you know, Missouri or Tennessee. Like there's a little bit more mildness, lukewarmness to it all. Yeah. And yet things are so extreme that even some of the somewhat extreme measures and things are just being like, oh, we might as well 
we'll do it too. Yeah. Let's let's latch ourselves to this too. And I just I really I really wish that Indiana would be a little bit better than that and it never will be. Yeah. For a state to have been in the north end of the Civil War where it wasn't a part of the South in the sense of slavery and the Confederacy. Did Indiana yet, exist before the Civil War, though? Well, I'm talking about this this land, this oh, area. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So, <laughs> I, I mean, it might have. I actually just literally don't know. This, I, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> we're, we're the 19th state, so I don't know what I'm not. Probably then. Yeah. Not sure. But, um, I mean, <laughs> it's I, the think, Midwest. I think Abe Lincoln's from here. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Somewhere in the but, but I do know that we were considered part of the North, and yet there are so many Confederate flags that are flown up in here. And I'm like, you guys, Ugh. you are. this is not your heritage. You are, like, you are not from, you are a fucking Hoosier. Like, if your parents, if your like, ancestors were from the South, I understand your 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 ignorance that is bred through I was going to say, I'm like, line. it's not even understandable from a, from a like, no. historical standpoint. Like, but it, you're, you you're, should be embarrassed here. if those were your past right. people. Like, you should probably not want to. Like, right. And if you want to fly, <laughs> if you want to fly that flag, go, go out into the fucking South. But again, you shouldn't be doing it. It stands for hate. Go, the Golden Girls. They were so America ahead of their time. Doesn't learn its lessons. Yeah, it's so interesting because like Germany has such a problem with nationalism, and like it's. This is what I hear from people who had lived in Germany and studied in Germany, and then like were like were like like you know in the nineties, right. in the early two thousands, right, or even in like the eighties, right, and. There's uh, because of the things that obviously happened with Germany around World War II, even right. prior to World War II, 1930s. There is an intense uh, remorse, remorse, but also like there's a thought of wanting to prevent something like that ever happening again, right? Oh, so right. there's like They've we are not to go in a dangerous route with our nationalism. Yeah. We are not to like you know. I, someone told me in college one of my teaching assistants for one of my like history classes who was working on their PhD or whatever spent time in Germany um was doing studies over there and was talking about how like during the Olympics he like gifted his German friend like a flag or something and Mm -hmm. he was so scared and nervous to even use it or to set that out somewhere like Mm -hmm. beyond just like right in front of the television screen or doing like a little bit of like oh yay like excited like everyone gets excited about like let's say like football right you see everyone waving flags for their team right like like i'm talking european football like soccer guys oh yeah but like (laughs) we we not our football but not uh, not american football football and not american (laughs) soccer but Foosball. A European <laughs> yes. football, which is American soccer. Yes. And I it it just it sounded to me like there was it's interesting to hear about people who are so nervous to fly like their own national flag that is currently active. And then it's like you see what's here. And a long time, like not a long time ago, but like earlier in our lifetimes, there was like there was nothing wrong with having the American flag, right? Like I know yeah. I've moved on from like the the Confederate flag, but even just like the American flag. And now it's like it's become a almost more and more like dangerous association with like when I see people who are like flying a bajillion flags. And yeah. then you you've got that Confederate flag right next to that American flag. I'm like, 
oh no, like it's associated with a negativity. And right. I, it shouldn't have to be that way. That's what makes me so sad is like this country should be able to both look back upon things, be remorseful for its mistakes, try to fix those and stop those from ever happening again, mm-hmm. and also then be proud of where it's at and where it can move forward. Right, That's what I want for us, and it makes me so frustrated where we're at. Because we are not learning from real history. We're learning from a whitewashed history. Right, and we're, and we're, we're moving not... backwards. Right. Like We are really, really at risk of moving backwards. Oh, well, I mean, <sighs> we've already, we already have been. Yes, yes. We, I mean, yes, because been. Roe v. Wade, like, you know, right, like, we've like, lost that. Like, technically, I mean, I'm at, a cow. At what point? <laughs> birth, to birth a bunch of other cows. Like, that. I mean, well, but seriously, that's how well, there no. are many men in this country that think of someone like me that that's all I'm good for. I, I know. And that makes me really sad to, to know that there are people like that. Women are not meant for you just to pump your load into and give them your future heir anyway i am definitely gonna cut that out because that was disgusting anyway well it's hard to hear but but like there's people like that i mean you really don't you don't have to cut it like well i know i'm just but you are you are correct i don't think of women like that but anyway so okay (laughs) we you guys i we i I, god i love this is i love this episode none of that is getting cut out it's so perfect (laughs) um so um but anyways, things like, oh, please let us know if yes. related to the rollback of, um, well, hurting, hurting trans rights, um, hurt going after, um, drag queens. Um, and is it, is it drag king? Anybody in drag. Yeah, so anyone in drag. I mean, I'm sure they're um, probably saying drag queens, but... Even, because it's more common, but I've seen right. an increase in right. other because side. How, because how dare anybody try to portray a woman, but it's okay for you to act like a man. Yeah, yeah. But, for, but again, that, that's looked at more negatively, so right. yeah. But again, like, I am under the assumption that they're talking about anybody dressing as drag. Yeah, the period. Tennessee bill is actually so weirdly worded that, like, it's like... It, it basically, like, classifies anything as, like, cabaret. So, like, even if you were, like wearing something that was like if i walked outside in a suit do you consider that like menswear oh. so like am i technically in trouble of getting arrested if you if if a police officer looks at me like i'm dressed in a suit and i should be in a skirt because i'm a girl like so they're going like full on like depending on how they interpret it because it's so broad and not clear enough yeah which is another problem with a lot of these crazy ass bills going yeah. through well if you look at the liter- the literacy rates in those states where they're making those yeah. funky bills but then again there but are then indiana there are <laughs> right. um so anyway i would like to move on to today's topic but first i need heather to ask me how my mental health is doing because that's <laughs> part of the that's part well, of our show <laughs> well jaren <laughs> How's your mental health today? I'm doing so good. (laughs) Uh, Nicholas and I have been spending a lot of time recently um, finding ways to be intimate in multiple different levels of our relationship like recently i like that and our our work schedules have changed so now my wednesdays off are not my not my wednesdays off to myself Mm -hmm. um it used to be sundays where we would have the whole day together now we have wednesdays all day together which is the last two weeks have been really great um he helped me you guys i don't know if it was put on recording for the valentine's episode but i did get on the original record that nicholas told me i could get rid of the murphy bed in the studio (laughs) and so on that wednesday we spent 
a good amount of time. It's been raining a lot here in Fort Wayne. Mm-hmm. And so it was like the perfect day to get inside. And we broke out. We broke out. <laughs> we broke down the Murphy bed and got it outside. And I repurposed some of the wood and put together his Taylor Swift clock that I bought him for Christmas. Yay. So if you guys want to see all of that, that is on our Instagram page. But um, I've had some bad days because of the weather. Mm-hmm. And but um, spring is close. It's not here right now, but it is close. And and there's the meme where it's like seasonal affective. You, people don't think that seasonal affective disorder is real until um, days like today when it was nice that one day. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel like you just popped um, MDMA. And it was like my mood completely shifted. And I was like, all right, yeah. like, I'm on the horizons. Yeah. Yeah. So. I've had days like that too. Or it's just like where you're like absorbing the sun. Like I remember I had a day off uh oh goodness maybe this was a couple weeks ago i was like i'm gonna set up my watercolor paints like was that in the front weekend of the that window. you and ha- spencer had off together no i think it was actually where he had to work okay and so i was there by myself but it was like warm and sunny outside mm-hmm. and i'm like oh i'm gonna set up my watercolors near the window and just use natural light and like yeah Oh, it felt so good. Yeah. So I think I know what you mean. (laughs) Yeah. I've been doing a lot more cooking lately. Surprising. Surprising a man who has been in the food industry and has a degree in culinary arts and is um, a front of house manager and part owner of a whole restaurant and and runs to the front of house for two separate restaurants. Yeah. It's amazing. It makes me feel really good when he's like when I surprise him, you know? And so we There's that intimacy. Like, your smile right now is super cute. Like, I can tell you guys are like... Yeah, yeah. So cheeky. And um, I've been doing some composting and um, growing my own herbs. So Nice. Look at you being eco-friendly. I know. I'm so domesticated. You are. Like, someone domesticated this raccoon. You're, like, planetary-friendly. Captain Planet would be proud of you. Oh, that's daddy right there. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh, we've gone full circle to Captain Planet Daddy. Oh my god, Captain, Captain Planet, Planet Daddy. He's a hero, gonna take it something down to zero. I don't know how the rest of it actually I've goes. I've never it's seen something, the show. It's something down to zero. It's something. <laughs> I've never seen Carbon the show, emissions? but I'm a really know. good Mad Libber, and that is Captain Planet. And I remember he is daddy. it was like Carmen Sandiego, which, oh my god, that. That's I Captain. Loved, that's the mommy that to Captain game. Planet. Oh, I was thinking more like Poison <sighs> Ivy from Batman. Ooh, or that. Yeah. Because I mean, even though she was considered like she was portrayed as an evil character, she yeah. really just wanted to stop all <gasps> of the stuff happening okay. with Mother Nature. If so. you if you like if you like that like side of her, oh, you really like you really should check out that Harley Quinn uh, animated series on mm-hmm. HBO because it there's a lot with um with Poison Ivy in it and she her whole thing is she's like i'm not really even a villain i'm just an eco-terrorist and Mm. she's like she basically is like a villain because she's so far left Mm -hmm. that she's willing to basically cause violence to try to save the planet in other ways so i'm like oh love it beautiful (laughs) beautiful (laughs) a villain i can somewhat agree with So do you have a tarot card for us this week? I do. And it's kind of weird because I've been in a weird mental state. And I was like, hmm, this doesn't make sense for where I feel right now. But I will take it because pulling this card is a beautiful thing and it can mean some really good things. So I'm going to like hold on to it and maybe like, I don't know, maybe I'm going to use it to think about how 
the state that I'm going to be in, okay? Okay. But I pulled the magician card, which okay. I have never pulled before. So, um, and it's a it's a pretty good card. I feel like I got like one of those like, ooh, I pulled the rare card, like from a Pokemon like the card holographic pack. one. I got the hollow rare. <laughs> So it goes, as a master manifester, the magician brings you the tools, resources, and energy you need to make your dreams come true. Seriously, everything you need right now is at your fingertips. You have the spiritual fire, physical earth, mental air, and emotional water resources to manifest your desires. And when you combine them with the energy of the spiritual and earthly realms, you will become a manifestation powerhouse. So what's your desire then? Like a better, better balance at work. <laughs> That's what I always think about. But I mean, I don't know. I mean. Is your desire still doing that? I mean, well, <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's also where I kind of felt weird about this card because I'm like, I don't know what this is speaking to right now, even in itself. You know, okay. like I was having difficulty in the moment being like, what is this related to? <laughs> um, so I'm taking it as a potential future future thing. Um, but uh, the key is to bring these tools together synergistically so that the impact of what you create is greater than the separate parts. This is alchemy at its excuse me, at its best. Now is the perfect time to move forward on an idea that you recently conceived. The seed of potential has sprouted and you are being called to take action and bring your intention to fruition. The skills, knowledge, and capabilities you have gathered along your life path have led you to where you are now. Whether or not you know it, you are ready to turn your ideas into reality. You are a powerful, creative being. That made me feel really good. (laughs) And this is your opportunity to bring your higher self in alignment with your day-to-day actions and create the future you want most when you are clear about what your what and your why which i thought was interesting that it says like when you're clear about your what and your why which i'm like okay i don't feel clear in that right now Mm -hmm. the magician calls on you to take inspired action you will need focused attention and intense concentration to bring your goals to fruition and i just i don't know i i really selfishly i, I want to say that i'm your magician but i mean it's your card so i just hope that <laughs> i hope you find out whatever you're it my is, magician but... for my hair let me just tell you i i know but girl i could it's funny because like i've been in such a weird like negative state like you know of course we were talking like politics societal stuff and then like job just getting busier and crazier and i'm just I don't know that like the the escapism that we were talking about earlier today mm-hmm. and I'm like oh maybe this is telling me I need to look deeper into uh getting myself to Norway or New Zealand or something because like I've always thought about you know like if Spencer and I didn't stay in the US we would we've talked about going to like northern Europe or potentially New Zealand and I'm like I'm like looking at this card and then thinking about that then looking at the card and I'm like no, that's probably more an intrusive thought. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, although that being said, I mean, the sky's the limit, right? Like, if you really want to do something like that, you really just have to put your mind to it and you have to work on it. But, like, I don't – I still – I have – I actually have looked into that because I've been serious enough to look into it in the past, particularly in the middle of COVID and everything. Mm-hmm. And the hard part is with my particular profession, I don't know – that it would translate and I don't know that my my particular job is one that like ends up on those need lists right that like certain countries only accept 
immigration or immigrants based off of like that needs list Mm -hmm. or you're going to be waiting for years or you basically have to be uh, Australia. uh, well, like actually a lot of the Northern European countries, because like they're so happy and like amazing and whatever they do that it's like the, there's a lot of limitations on like mm-hmm. getting in, it seems like. And I feel as though if you want to get there and get settled there and then a bit eventually apply for like a permanent like residence and then citizenship, mm-hmm. you actually still, your best bet is to like be like someone who works in like IT that can work remote or like some sort of remote job that like either it's an American company that has a base up there Mm -hmm. or you can work remotely and you could literally like live anywhere in the world and your company wouldn't care Mm -hmm. and you move out there and then you can work in that way. But my job doesn't quite work that way. (laughs) My golden French vanilla fantasy says that like, this is my full-time career and like we're doing so well that we're making money off of this. And we grow to a point where we can like, outsource the jobs and like nicholas at one point would pick on one of those jobs and like take care of tech stuff and then like he can also do other tech job Mm -hmm. (laughs) jobs Mm -hmm. and do like whatever else he could with that and like it would it would just be nice to like focus more it would be nice to be able to focus more on things that like bring me so much joy yeah well right and that there's a lot of talk about that right that um i see tiktoks on it all the time i see memes about it i see posts on facebook from people that like and i think i mentioned this before that if people didn't have to rely on like the end stage capitalistic society that Mm -hmm. we are stuck in is particularly in the united states um certainly elsewhere too but particularly here it's just really gotten very like grindy yeah. Like, it's like grinding in a video game. No one likes to grind in a video game. Well, guess what? It's because, like, no one likes to grind in real life. Right. And we're all grinding in real life. Right. We are well, IRL grinding. <laughs> there was this TikTok that I saw of this girl. She was like, I'm not doing side... I'm not performing tasks and doing side quests for um, just anything. Like, it was... It has, she used references. Yeah, like NPCs, right? <laughs> no, it was more like um, going to work and... Um, doing things outside of my home are mm-hmm. like side quests in order to complete the final mission, but I'll never be able to be a part of the final mission because I'm too busy spend I'm too busy spending all of my time doing side quests, like having to go to work. Mm-hmm. So it's just like I'm never mm-hmm. gonna be able to like finish that video game of life of like being at your best and just enjoying it it was i'm constantly having to build for something that's never going to be completed they say that like they're like you know people who have money it shows that like the people who have money that don't have to also worry about that money a lot of them will pick creative endeavors right because they have the choice to yeah um not that creative endeavors are not work because the people who who make it and like with good related creative and art endeavors that don't have money are often those that that's why we call it a struggling artist for a reason right mm-hmm. like because you're practically homeless right. um in order to support yourself until you somehow hopefully make it big or then you have to like you know sadly say i literally can't live this way anymore i'm forced into doing whatever i need to do with society yeah and that's what sucks or like you know how they say like money doesn't buy you happiness, but that's really like actually a, a very uh, well off 
rich person statement to say because it's almost like a curve, right? A slope curve where mm-hmm. like there actually is a lot of happiness that can be bought with money up to a certain point. Statistically, it is $75,000 is what can buy true happiness. There was a, a statistic that I saw in an yeah, article. Yeah, and I saw that with ago. the inflation, it's increased. Like they say that like it should be about 100 to 110 now. Yeah. yeah. And- Which that makes more sense to me because I think about – my own finances and with Spencer and like the the immigration process and just different costs versus living and then like my income and like how it's been working and it's it's like that 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 line right there is yeah I can I can definitely see that being a, a general line yeah, yeah. I I can I can live as I'm I'm living a simple calm happy life the way things are now that I'm not saying that I need more it would just be nice to be able to like have more to fund more creative endeavors sure more Mm -hmm. things that like you know it's not a big issue but like I I know what you're talking about because somebody that I know I'm not going to say names (laughs) uh somebody that I know has uh at one point retired and then has been spending a lot of their partner's income on their creative endeavors and it has gotten a bit expensive and this person is now having to go back to work Mm. because they they won't say i can't afford this anymore like it has gotten so part of their lifestyle that they're like well i've got to go back to work now but that was that's a choice that's a choice but it's also Mm -hmm. just but it's also just comical this is getting cut out. It's funny because it's the same bullshit that she was playing with my dad when they got divorced because he won't let me spend money. And he's like, you're the, I'm the only one that's bringing in any fucking money. So they went to a therapy session and the lady was like, well, you have all this money in savings. So why don't you take her out on a weekend and, you know, spend this money and make her happy. So he did. He's like, we went to an outlet mall. I took her out to dinner. We did all these fancy things. And then she still sat there and cried and was like, you'll never understand how much I love that man. The man that she had the affair with behind his back because yes. So it's just, you know, and then she didn't have the money to like live her lavish lifestyle. So whatever they get, she's unhappy with herself. She gets divorced. She marries somebody else. There's no money there. She gets divorced again. Ron says, you know, you can do whatever you want. Uh, you'll, I want you to retire. But now he's like pulling her, pulling on her reins mm. because they just bought this 300 some thousand dollar house. And he's the only one paying for all of this. And she's all she one of one of her crafts has so far cost her over ten thousand dollars and that's ten thousand dollars of his money and so they go to marriage counseling at the church so the solution was that she gets a job she goes i'm gonna have to work thursdays and fridays and that just like thursdays and fridays but you're doing it but to get something that you want i know and she goes what's her hobby what's the craft everything painting is her biggest one right now so I'm sorry. I'm every so much I'm, my mother. I'm like, I'm like, every time I talk about it and you're like, oh, and she's an Aquarius too. Or something, <laughs> right? I'm like, I swear I'm not, but I'm not toxic. <laughs> but she's my mother. Yeah, painting, I'm like, I'm crochet, not mom, I promise. knitting. I know you're not. You're my, you're like a big sister. <laughs> painting, crochets, all this stuff. But anyway, she, and then, oh, she, because she goes out to lunch with so-and-so and she's a part of an artist guild and she goes traveling to take classes and Sometimes when she takes these classes, the artists will like sell the paints that they like showed people how to do techniques on. And she's like, what? this Spencer one lady talked about maybe doing that someday. Yeah. Like... She's like, why? You know, Ron got upset. I spent $1,500 on this piece, <gasps> but it, you know, it's an original. And I'm like, oh my, oh my God. God. Yes. That's insane. 
flying down to Texas for three days. What? Yes. To do like a random art. Is she like making money off the art? Is she good? She's not bad. Okay. But she, I don't know how many sales that she has done, but I know that she's sold at least, I know she's, she's done a lot of different mediums, but specifically with painting, I, I one time bought one of her pieces anonymously to like support her because like, again, I'm trying to like get her approval mm-hmm. and then like it, her, she, oh my God, somebody bought me up my painting. And then all of a sudden, boom, she dove it even went deeper. Into, yeah, it, went, like, it was me. Status. It was me. I did it. I fucked it up. Don't tap on that. I did. I did. She she sold one oh painting and then all of a sudden she went like, so deep. Like, okay, you know, like when you're like, okay, maybe you, you may or may not know, but like if you're playing like an RPG video game and there, there's ones where like choices affect actions and downward consequences. And that was a choice that, that I made. Was you made. <laughs> I, I put her on a whole new timeline because I bought one of her paintings. And now... And now she's retired, and her husband is paying for everything, and they're having problems in their marriage because I, I wanted her approval. But so really, but you can say like full circle. That's actually her fault because if she wasn't like that, you wouldn't have done that. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm so glad that we've had this talk. <laughs> I, I, she tried to ruin my life. I ruined hers. <laughs> the Aquarius in me is so fucking high off of that shit. I'm so happy. I'm so happy about like the evil Aquarius in me. Is like, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm gonna ask okay, my. Okay, can I? I if I, I play, her... if I play Jaren New Game Plus, can I like do side quests where I do like diamond dots? <laughs> Clearly, I stopped for a while. <laughs> It'll be like a VR game, and I'm like playing as Jaren. See, it's like sim- simulation. I'm like I'm playing as you, and I'd be like, here, let me do these diamond dots. Oh my god! Instead of Sims, it's gems. <laughs> Speaking Je- of Jethers. Jethers. Oh my god. Wow, that was so funny. <laughs> you guys, I'm so sorry. I'm we can't no, so you're not a terrible person. I'm the terrible person. <laughs> it feels so right though. It feels like something aligned with the universe. <laughs> like the universe, like there were stars aligned on that fucking day, man, that that happened. Like <laughs> I know. I feel so, like now I know about a timeline jump, you know? Like, I know. And I know. And it was after, like, which is so funny. What if you hadn't done that? It, it, was, it was after my big timeline jump, Would she not be doing too. this right now? <laughs> I, I'm thinking about keeping all of this in the episode. I know. <laughs> you guys. This I can't is... stop laughing about this. So she, it was her first artist oh, guild. Oh, man. It's like seeing it's boomers pa- get what they asked for. It's a painting of, it's a painting of two bunnies. Oh, 
<sighs> okay. And I, she, there was a painting that she did like a collection of like several different paintings. And I kept telling her like there was one with like a coffee cup mm-hmm. and I, and like a, a spoon. And I was like, put that one at the, the viewing. Cause they like rent a space yeah. out at Jefferson point. Oh my, wait a second. Yes. I met your mom. Yes. I bet if I oh showed my God, you Spencer picture, and I have gone there. She is it, there doing wait, her volunteer wait. time for the guild all the time so that she because we've thought about there. joining it don't do the paint don't do the painting one that's because she's of the a part painting of. one because of my painting stuff that's, that's kim so oh i said i said goodness. put that one in there and she goes no i don't think anybody will like that so she puts this rabbit one in there with a bunch of other ones and i didn't like any one of the, the other that ones works there huh is it one of the people? It's, she, they rotate because every, everybody, okay, has, okay. everybody has to put time in okay. to the events. Okay. So. Because we've thought about joining it because for Spencer's art primarily, yeah. more for him. Mm-hmm. But I, excuse me, I, I thought it would be interesting. To yeah. Learn. Out of all of the ones that she, she had up there, the rabbit one was the only one where I was like, I think I could at least like buy this and give it away to somebody. So um, it was $200. And, um, she like left for some reason mm-hmm. and I went back when she wasn't there. <laughs> and this was like within an, an hour that I had been there and the lady was like, oh, hi, it's good to see you again. You're Kim's son. And I said, yeah. And I said, I want to go ahead and buy this painting, but can you make sure? Cause like they take your information down. And I said, mm-hmm. do it as anonymous. And she was like, yeah, we can do that. And I said, please tell everybody that's in here that like, I was not in here buying this. So I leave. Two minutes later, she calls me. Oh, my God. Somebody bought one of my paintings. Which one do you think I should replace it with? Because I'm going to the house right now. Like, she left what she was doing to go to her house so that she could replace it with a different painting. She's like, I sold one. I got to replace it with another one. I was like, do that coffee one. And, you know, what do you think I should put up for it? And I said, well, not $200 because I I can't afford to buy another one because that's the one I wanted. So, and I thought, if anything, like, that one I could at least keep and hold on to, you know. And so, um, she went back and, uh, yeah, that was the, she went so deep into that project and like the things that she was doing with it and the money that she was spending on painting. And it was like her obsession like blew up and I have yet to be because like, she made the one times the $200 and then was like, right. Okay, maybe I can keep doing this. Yeah. So all because oh. I wanted to get her approval. Oh. So now she's got it out. And she was but like, let that be a lesson, right? That like, I feel like that's, those are Reddit stories all the time too, right? Where it's like, I bought this to support like my friend or this person. Then it's like, oh shoot, this backfired. This backfired more yeah. like, you know, even, even if it's someone like, and I know we were laughing because like there are multiple things that has to do with your relationship right. with your mom. But even if it's like, let's say for like someone that you love very much and you really, really just want to support them wholeheartedly has nothing to do with like, then I would feel completely different toxic about Toxic relationships. Right? right. But at the same time, no, if you still do that with someone like you can still watch as someone like their gen, if you like try, I would almost say like, be honest about it, like support them and like say, Hey, I did buy this so that they don't, they don't have a, uh, incorrect thinking about like oh other people like because right like even you know like right with like hair stuff like there's a difference between um and in creative endeavors with like even this right like just Mm -hmm. your family and only your friends supporting you and then it actually spreading to people beyond that right beyond that is what becomes important for making it like truly more of a career so if you don't have that right 
while it is nice to do, it might need to stay as a hobby <laughs> that you support with appropriate finances. <laughs> that we're getting, you know? So, so yeah. I just, I thought it would you boost know? her confidence because yeah. she, she was getting really down about herself. This was at a time before, when, like, And when you try, you were... You were trying to account for her emotions, like with that magical thinking, right? Yeah, like because this was before I cut her out the first time. Okay. Yep. So you were still trying was, to figure things out. Yep. And she was so sad because she kept telling me like all of these people are so much better than I am and I'm so bad oh and like God, they're selling so... stuff all the time and I'm like you mm. gotta stop comparing yourself to them. There you go. And she was like, can't. They're so good. <laughs> so I was like, well, if I buy her something, it'll boost her confidence. Well, it boosted the bill, honey. <laughs> this is what she gets. <laughs> I think I'm gonna, I think I was gonna cut all this out, you guys, but I think I'm gonna keep all that in because that was really funny. Oh my god! Anyway, all right, so let's get into today's topic. <laughs> so that came off the tarot card of the magician. <laughs> Jared is a magician of, of all sorts. So, um, all right. <laughs> so let's Be- talk about that topic. Yeah. So because we're already an hour into it, we're <laughs> we're just gonna say that we gave you guys plenty of wonderful content today, but. Uh, we are going to probably go through this, not like moderately quick, but I we're probably going to not spend more than 20 minutes on this um, because it's just going to be some information that I came up with, not came up with like out of my head, but like the, the journey of how like this whole conversation tonight has gone <laughs> is basically how I got to this point. So originally Heather um, and I talked about me doing something like, I originally said something like paranormal and then she mentioned doing something that was like, um, like red flag zodiacs, but have other people like tell us theirs instead of like us talking about like other zodiac signs. Um, and I didn't get a whole lot of response on that. I did get a couple. Um, recently, I had a horoscope that said that I need to start looking at my muses and what muses muses and the things that are around me to give me inspiration for what I want to do in life. Um, and so Nicholas and I have been watching old 80s and 90s. Um, game shows mm, that's cute very cute um very gaudy colors is it like is it it's like cringe but in like an aesthetic way yeah as gen z in a, would in, say in a, nostal- in a very nostalgic nostalgic way. cringy yeah and so um while we were watching this i noticed that um and we were watching supermarket sweep oh my god yes <gasps> I we, used to love watching I know, that. It's I one of my favorites. My it's one of my favorites. Oh my god! So and I would like yell at the team, "Go for the fucking hams, y'all! Go, yeah. go for the big so, turkey!" So Nicholas and I have been like, we've got theories on the whole thing, but anyway. So I was like, um, <coughs> "Don't waste time well, weighing that bulk shit." Okay, so I have to, I have to back it up a little bit more. <laughs> so we were watching The Price Is Right. Okay, okay. I also love that. Watching people be authentically themselves and excited. Uh-huh. And it, like now we see we see these things and we're like, oh my God, like what the hell were you wearing? Nobody cared because mm-hmm. people were living so in the moment and the spread of you being shown to that much that many more people was nowhere near what it is now because of social media. Yeah, you're right. Like you knew you'd be on an episode where like s- a bunch of thousands of people would watch around the country, but it wasn't like, Billions oh my God, I have a risk of going viral for even if I say something just slightly wrong or right. slightly off. Like, well, yeah, that's, right. yeah. And, and the purpose of doing these shows was to, was the the hopes of winning money, not 
to get your 15 minutes of fame. Right. That too. Right. right. Like you weren't hoping that this was an entry into like some like C-list acting like shit. Right. Like, yeah. So, um, and I was looking at Nicholas and I was like, oh my God, like these people are so cute. Mm -hmm. Humans, humans, when they are authentic and they don't feel that somebody is watching them or they're not expecting somebody to catch a specific moment people are so adorable and then that reminded mm, me so this mm -hmm. is such a beautiful story then that reminded me of this girl on tiktok that i saw about a year ago where she was like she was laughing because she was like humans are like birds because like birds we nest in our homes and then we invite other birds or other people to be like look at my things look at the inside of my home oh, yeah. and like crows will um, if you if you become friends with crows, they will bring you shiny, pretty things. And she's mm -hmm. like, you know, we dress people and put pretty things on them when we love them, like jewelry. Mm, yeah. And, you know, she That's was just, cute. she thought it was just so funny because it is funny. Like humans are like birds. And so <laughs> um, we've been continuously watching game shows and then we started watching Supermarket Sweep. And then I noticed that um, on one of the shows... Uh, the game show host was kissing the females and I noticed that it was consistent with all of them mm. so then I looked at Nicholas and I said what is the history behind this like why why kiss women on television or mm -hmm. expect that kiss like what started all of this so then um, it I, I looked into it because then I went and talked to my brother. We have coffee every Sunday. And mm -hmm. so I was telling him about this episode coming up and that later that evening I'd be doing homework. And so he was like, you really need to be looking at um, uh, sexual harassment with women. And yes. um, especially like with TV because of the culture and the way that things were. Um, right, that's normal. 50, 60, 70 years yeah. ago. Right. Even, even I don't remember that but like i know of that being a thing like yeah like you yeah. start looking at even the black and white stuff right. like the black and white shows yeah so if anybody is interested richard dawson was the original host of family feud back in 1976 and he is the first one to ever started planting kisses on women mm -hmm. it originally started when um one of the contestants was having a hard time coming up with a word for a green vegetable and so he grabbed her hand and gave her a kiss on the cheek and he said that his mother used to do it for him for luck and for good luck and love and so then he did this and then she came up with the word asparagus her team eventually went down to win mm -hmm. then he continued to do it for a few weeks and then the executives of the television series the executives of the television like either channel or just whatever mm -hmm. um they let it go on for about a month and then there was a pro then there became a problem with it and then richard dawson was like it's only because i had um shown the same type of affection on women of color and so then it became this problem. Ugh. So then they sent out. Um, but if it's a problem in the 70s, right? Like it was right. a problem. Like, right. and I'm, and that actually is when the feminist uh, movement really got its, mm -hmm. like, it's the ball rolling, right? Which is like soon after the civil rights movement, we moved into things like the feminist movement. Yep. Because you are, I, I, I so I know this, this whole thing was supposed to be a surprise for Heather. Because I'm, I'm really excited to hear what you have to say. It's women's it's uh, international women's history month. So we're doing mm. international. We're doing a women's history month episode. Wait, so we're not doing paranormal stuff no, at all. No, oh, that's why you didn't put the paste this stuff into the episode. I was wondering, I was like, Oh, it's because you're doing a different format. Bitch. On, on our Google, on our shared Google Drive page, on it says it says um, currently 
all of the all of the research is done in a different format and will be brought to this yeah. page. Yeah, like, no, I I've just thought you were like my... liking to type it on your phone instead or something. Oh, I've been I've been typing it in my personal drive. <laughs> so Thank a surprise, you. you're welcome. But this is this is the whole journey of how we're getting to this point. Okay, so, I'm excited about this. Yes, yes. let's talk about so, it. Um, there were um, viewers that were given an option to vote um, if they were in favor or not favor of women getting kissed on television. And I mean, of, I appreciate the of, vote at least, I guess. Right. And of, you know, democracy. And of course, 14,600 to 704 voted in favor of kissing the contestants. The contestants were also given a survey prior to coming on the television mm-hmm. for all females to be asked if they were okay with, and I say females because we're talking like women of all ages. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to make sure that that's not like me being a man that's like oh females because I know how like when cis misogynistic men talk about women they say females I just don't like the word women because I don't like the way it feels in my mouth anyway um, no no disrespect no shade um, so they were given an option to like they said like you know do you mind if Richard Dawson greets you with a kiss and surprisingly like a lot of women were like that's not an issue mm-hmm. um later he went on to meet his wife in 1981 um she was a college student at the time she was a contestant and then in 1990 they had a baby uh, they had a daughter and married in 1991 and they were together um his ent- up until his passing in 2012 and he was also very progressive so like the kissing the women of color his the first time that he had ever witnessed a person of color was on D-Day when he was leaving his town in London, England, to free Europe from the war. Um, he asked his mother if something was wrong, and she said no, and that they were just people that God had made. And she asked, do you understand? You do understand that, don't you? And um, she said, you know, she asked him, you know, who makes the rainbow? And he said, God. And then she responded with, I never pursued to tell anyone who can make a rainbow what color to make children. That's really beautiful. So, um, granted. Okay. And I apologize. I want to ask real quick. So he was saying like in defense of it, that like people in general, like this, like people in the U S or whatever, didn't have a problem with like him doing this. Like, even though it's like, now it's like, okay, this is a problem. Like, let's not do this. But he was saying in the moment, like, oh, this is considered acceptable now, Mm -hmm. but this was a problem because now you notice that I did this with a black woman or something. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, okay. And he is very much progressive and in support of, like... Well, the executives were the ones that had a problem with it. The viewers were not the ones that had a problem with it. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yes, yes, that's why I just wanted to make sure that I, like, clarified that, like... Okay. how, How he was as... How progressive he was as a human for being. For the time, too. Yes, for yeah, the time. Yeah, I gotcha. Okay. But the kissing of women nowadays, you know, that's not acceptable. Back then, was it acceptable? I mean, it was Correct. not It was not socially acceptable in the sense of, like, everybody was okay with mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did eventually, like, stop kissing women because he got married and all that stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but that's where we get um, the kissing of the host and the hosts okay. kissing women <clears throat> on television. And back in... 2020 when the pandemic hit and people were staying uh, spending a lot more time at home like there was articles about how like oh you know people are digging deep and seeing these things on television now and they're like hey this this is obviously a problem like yes america the world we know it's a problem today Mm -hmm. we can't change what happened back then so i don't remember exactly how i got to this particular situation 
Um, but we are going to t- discuss um, an important woman in history, and her name is Anita Hill. Mm, okay. So Anita Hill was, is currently still an American lawyer, educator, and author, and is a professor at Brandeis University teaching social policy law and women's studies, mm. as well as a faculty member of at the university's Hel- Heller School for Social Policy and Management. Um, she is famously known for her sexual harassment testimony against Clarence Thomas. <gasps> oh, I know who she is now. <laughs> in the 1991 oh Senate goodness. confirmation hearings of the U.S. Supreme Court. I watched those. Yes. She had been working with him for the educational department at that time. And Thomas Clarence would later go on oh. to deny her accusations and is then sworn into uh, the Associate Justice of Supreme Court in the U.S. And this is important because today... He is um, a man of color who um, represents the uh, Republican side um, in the Supreme Court, and he is in an interracial marriage mm-hmm. who he voted in favor of, um, like, moving forward with, uh, like, the Roe v. Wade stuff where it was bad for women. Yeah, like taking away Roe v. Wade. Yes. And actually the, the really interesting aspect, and I think the part that makes people be like, uh, what, do, do you realize like you're in an interracial marriage and you are, right. you yourself are a black illegal. man is that he wrote in his added on statement or like his more full statement when they, he voted like in support of taking away wrote the Roe v. Wade decision that they, he was the one that's like, yeah. And by the way, if you want to, like y'all should just bring up the cases towards the Supreme Court for us to relook at important other decisions. And one right. of them included things related to interracial marriage. And everyone's like, what? Yes. <laughs> okay. You think you're going to be like excused from that just because you're in a powerful position? And I, right. Yeah. Right. Very interesting. Um, though Anita Hill was not the only woman in history to have experienced sexual harassment for the most mm. part in American women's history. Uh, sexual coercion within the workplace can be dated all the way back to the 18th and 19th century in the U.S. Southern slaves, as well as domestic workers in the North. Mm-hmm. When women started working at manufacturing facilities in the 20th century, the physical and verbal assault counts rose, um, of course. Uh, women were protected by the union when it came to how much they could work and the type of work that they could that they were supposed to be given, um, but they were not protected from their predatory employers and women who did complain um, were eventually told that the behavior was considered harmless. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have the turning point for women in the 1970s, like Heather said, <laughs> since the amount of working women had increased during the 60s and 70s, more and more women were coming out of hiding against their employers. The phrase sexual harassment then became coined by a group of women at the Cornell University in 1975. Carmita Wood, a former employee of the university, filed for unemployment claims because she had to quit due to sexual advances from her supervisor. The university denied her request to transfer and said that um, and they have they are on record to have said that she claimed to have left for, quote, personal reasons. She, alongside the activists at the University of the University's Human Affairs Office, They created the group Working Women United. The event soon became known, and New York Times had printed the actual word sexual harassment in the headline of in one of the articles in a survey done by Red Book in 1976 reported that 80% of women experienced this in the place of employment. Yeah. Hollywood responds by releasing the film Nine to Five, featuring um Dolly Parton um 
Jane Fonda and what's um, the other woman's name? Uh, Lily Tomlin. Okay. I was like, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> um, Catherine McKinnon then helps develops a key legal theory by naming and distinguishing the two types of harassment, including those that produce, quote, hostile work environment for women and, quote, quid, quid pro quo, in which equal opportunities are offered in exchange for sexual favors. Eleanor Holmes Norton, director of Equal Employment Opportunity Commissions, were also an influential figure in overhauling workplace legality law to recognize sexual harassment as a violation of women's rights. By 1977, three court cases held this up in law in favor of women having the right to sue their employers for sexual harassment. And then in 1986, the Supreme Court upheld these three cases in the case of Meritor Savings Bank versus Vincent. It suggested that women of color are also likely less likely to pursue justice for themselves in these types of situations because of anita hill's case in 1991 it has continued to evolve and in 1998 the supreme court acknowledged same-sex sexual harassment to also be unlawful and that the gender nor sexual orientation of predator or victim is going to determine the ending of the case so happy happy national women's history month you guys yes Thank it is, you. It is. You're very welcome. It is very sad that, uh, and ob- obviously these things still happen. Yeah. We are still moving forward to continue to do better. Mm-hmm. If you see, say something, if you see something, say something. Yeah. If you're, I've, I've seen those videos. I'm Although, sure other people have where they're like, does this seem, so... un- does this seem familiar where your boss is like, maybe you should come over to my place and we can finish this paperwork. I, I think I've heard the ads, ads, their commercials on their radio in Fort Wayne where they're like, this is what sexual harassment sounds like. And I'm mm-hmm. like, if you, how dense are you? If you need to be told, Hey, like that's sexual harassment. Yeah. But I guess, you know, but, people can be naive and some people can really yeah, be too trusting. There's naivety. There's like, a, there's a lack of knowledge. I do feel like a lot of women aren't like taught where to set those boundaries. Again, like I think I've, I've said in a variety of different ways and different episodes that like, I'm really proud of where, I think and I see women moving and like more young girls are learning like what their true worth is and like more girls are being taught where to set appropriate and healthy boundaries with other people and that is part of like that's the part of the process of preventing that right because like Mm -hmm. a a lot of women who don't almost like don't know better it's like I don't know, like there there are there really still is a lot of aspects of parts of our culture where women do feel like they're placed in positions where like, well, if I want to get to this place, like I better just like smile it off or let it go. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I've I I have had to do that. Not yeah. I will be very clear that is not in my current place. Like that is you know, in, in prior scenarios or situations that I've been in in my life, um, I have also witnessed it witnessed it happening to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and the hard part, like, and I know you said, like, if you see it, report it. And I absolutely agree with that. And in the ideal scenario, like, we're going to report it. But what makes it so hard is that if you have a toxic workplace or if you have a toxic environment, it doesn't even have to be work, right? It could be just something that you're involved in with a group of people that this is happening oh, yeah. and there is a organization or some way that you can report something. The hard part is 
sometimes environments are toxic in themselves because the actual organization itself is toxic. And so you could go about the way in saying that, unfortunately, there are a lot of women out there, including even myself, that feels that um, the people that you're supposed to report to are also not always safe to report to. Like, I, I hate to say it, but HR in America, please get better. Please. Yeah. Please, H- HR, please is get not, better. HR is not human They're, resources to protect the employee. It's to they protect are the company. absolutely there for the employer. And so it makes it really hard for the day-to-day employees of a lot of different places. And as well as like, if you have like, again, it doesn't have to be like a work. It could be like you're volunteering, right? Like at an organization or something. And yeah. they still usually have a department that you can report something to. Mm-hmm. Um, please get better because there are so many HR departments out there that all I hear from, and this is not, again, this is not always my personal experience. So I don't want this to come back on like, I don't know, prior places I've worked or whatever. Mm-hmm. This is, this has to do with things that I've, you know, been told by friends, like other women that I've known, like things in my own life situation, stuff like that, that like, they make it feel like it. it's not, it's not a secure place to tell them yeah. because you hear so much about if someone were to report something like that, that they also, you know, they're going to lose their job in the process because the company, the company doesn't want to look bad. So what happens is they'll find a way to find the smallest little things or policy that you somehow accidentally or didn't even mean to, but you broke, right? So they can get you out of there and they can, they can like, Make sure that they let you go, but in a kinder way. They don't fire you, but like they're like, hey, just because of all this other stuff and like these other things. No, it has nothing to do with the issue that you reported. No. But they're going to find some small little thing that you did wrong, that you broke policy and enough times or something like that. They'll have you, you know, mm-hmm. leave. And then, sure, yes, maybe in the process they'll also fire that other person or, like, go after them or they'll be put on leave and then they'll get back into their job because that person has a higher job, right? So, yeah. like, there, there's a lot that still goes on that – it's like there's the laws there that are supposed to protect us. And we talked about this. I It is – it is completely different, but in a there are some similarities, but with any kind of oppressed people. Mm-hmm. So when we talked about Black History Month, we you we even talked about how like especially with the story that you talked about, yeah. So there's these official laws that supposedly protect people. Even today, like my, different minority groups, there's supposed to be laws that help protect people. There's supposed to be laws that help protect immigrants. Mm-hmm. But in the practical space and setting today. Where are we at with that? Like, how do those people actually feel? Yeah. Like, do you actually truly feel equal to the person standing next to you or no? And if no, then we still have a problem. Yeah. And I think that that's that's where some of it, like, still is an issue. So it's like, I want to encourage people to feel like they they should report things. But, like, if you don't feel safe and, like, you're relying on that job to support your kids and your family, like – the biggest thing is don't be hard on yourself also for not feeling safe to report something. But please do like, you know, potentially get into therapy. Please look, start looking for a way out. Oh, and also like a know, backup, right? And, like and so also that you are protected. That you are not doing anything to cause Correct. this. Correct. Yeah. But it's not you. And it is okay if for some reason for your own protection, you have to go about it like the more unfortunately the the roundabout way right like get yourself set up with a new job 
then report that shit. Right. Unless your life is in danger and then you need to leave soon. Yes. Leave leave, leave right away. <laughs> um, but I mean, we're not professionals. Um, but there was one more thing I was going to say. Oh, and mm. um, also check your, check your um, immediate bias because the amount of times, especially in like media where it's like, oh, women sleep their way to the top or it's never men are being held accountable for taking advantage of women to get what they want yeah like why is that an option in the first place yeah like i don't want uh, women shouldn't have to that and that's what i was saying like if women know their worth they will it it is a two-sided street men should know not to ask for that in the first place and if we the more we also we also have to teach women to not to also make sure they know their worth make sure they don't feel naive in these situations don't feel manipulated and that they have the strength to stand up against that. Like I want girls to be raised that way that they know that it's okay, that they know that that's not their only option. Right. Because who run the world? Girls. 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 So yeah. (laughs) Yes. So. I love it. Yeah, so that's the episode, everybody. I love it. That was so fucking Thank amazing. Thank you for doing that. That was yes. a nice little surprise. Yeah, I, you know, I... um, Go women. I really, I know that you and I have our strengths that we bring to the table to create this. And I was like, I was really worried that you were going to be upset that I didn't stay on brand. And then I went create, I went off, I went off the chart and got creative with it. And I was like, honestly, like, it's, it's probably for the best that I did. Yeah, so it's, I, I loved it. I loved it. Um, I also had like a listicle of um, things that Gen Z is like over millennial stuff. Mm-hmm. I was going to do that if like we didn't have enough funny thought stuff to talk about, but maybe we can do that next week. Yeah, episode. maybe we'll do that next week. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'll save that in the chamber. Yeah, we definitely have plenty to talk about today. Yeah. I hope y'all enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> and happy Women's Month, happy, Women's History Month. Happy Women's History, history. Happy Women's History Month, guys. And, um, you know, save the planet. What were so many things? Stay strong. Stay strong. Own your feminine energy. Like even if you are not a woman, be like open up to your feminine energy. You still have it. Just like women also have masculine energy. Like find, find that, like embrace it this month as part of that. Like, yeah. Why do you learn a little bit about women's history? Why do you think we all technically have breast tissue and we all have armpit hair? I mean, you guys, we just, the only thing that separates us is our genitalia. And even then that doesn't really separate us. Yeah. It's the level of hormones and that can, that can change. That can, that can be changed. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, have y'all gotten gayer yet for 2023? <laughs> you brought it back. I love it. <laughs> and we love you guys. Um, so, yeah. I mean, you guys know all of our all of our social stuff's in the link of our bios. I mean, come, you know, come be typically divergent with us. Go find go find us on TikTok. Go find us on TikTok. Uh, email <laughs> us. Uh, give us a follow. Don't forget to hit subscribe. We love you guys. Um, and uh, so, yeah. Uh, you will hear from us next. All right, guys. Well, you will hear from us next week. And this is us signing out. Oh, Ah. shit. I fucked it up. It's sorry. All right, guys. Well, we're going to let you go. But we love you guys. Love you guys. And uh, you'll hear from us next week. And this is us signing out. Bye. Bye.